Hi there, friends. We're back for a spoiler special episode 11 of the Yimbo Reviews Everything podcast. As always, I'm joined with my partner in crime and in life, my reluctant co-host and beautiful wife, Bailey. Hello. And allow me to take one minute to remind you to like, subscribe, and again, if you really like us, rate us on iTunes and SoundCloud. You can also always check out my blog at yimbareviewseverything.tumblr.com, and you can also subscribe to the Yimbo Reviews Everything YouTube channel. Finally, you know you guys can follow me at Yimbo5 on Twitter, hit me up on Facebook, or let me know what you think if you see me. I want to take a moment to thank one of our dedicated listeners, John, for reaching out and sharing his thoughts on the last episode. John, I know I still owe you a more detailed uh, answer in response to uh, your thoughts, but you'll be hearing from me soon, so thanks for reaching out. Um, Now, this episode is a special one because we're going to be focusing it entirely on a very derisive movie. Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. That being said, if you haven't seen Man of Steel or Batman v Superman, and you have somehow avoided spoilers up until now, I suggest pausing this episode, go see it or them, and come back when you're done. If you really don't care either way, then by all means, sit back and enjoy. But we are going to spoil... Pretty much everything. Oh, no. This is a spoiler. <laughs> Spectacular. Um, it's not one of the ones on a 10 or 20, but I, we just had to do it. We um, Actually, I had asked Bailey. Came, so the movie just came out on Blu-ray DVD this past Tuesday. Bailey called me from Target, said, hey, I'm at Target. Do you need anything? And I said, actually, I was going to stop there today to pick up this movie. So I've been – I've cut down significantly. From my buying of movies um, on physical media. But when it comes to superhero movies, I just I can't help myself. So we own it, and we bought the um, Ultimate Edition, which is the rated R version, which has an extra 20 minutes or so in it. But uh, yeah, we're going to be discussing every last little piece of this movie. So are you ready to go? I am Very ready. She's ready. All right. So we literally just finished watching the movie, plugged in the microphones, and here we are. Um, Now, we had some deliberation about the best way to handle this, and we just figured, you know what? The easiest way is to do the – basically break it into two categories, things we're fans of and things we weren't. Right? Easy peasy? Yeah. That's exactly what I did. Exactly. I made a chart. So um, we're going to start – I'm going to start with the opening of the movie. Because once again, we revisit the death of the Waynes. Um, I guess if I was a director and I had a chance to do a Batman movie, I think you, I think you just have to do it. You want to tell your own version, but the, every single version is so similar. Because um, that's, I mean, that's what happens. They, Bruce and his family are leaving either a play or a movie, attacked by muggers, parents dead. I just didn't see the need to do it in this one because we already knew we were getting a very gritty, older version of Batman. Would you agree with that? Or yeah, I mean, but I did like I I did like it because it was done a little bit differently. Just enough difference. Just enough. Yeah, I remember I pointed out to you about the pearls. The pearls falling in slow motion is like always a thing. And I asked you during the movie, does Thomas Wayne? ever in any other movies try to defend himself or is he always just like okay whatever you need here's my wallet just don't hurt us yeah there's been a couple of 
Never to this. This one, um, Zack Snyder focused on Thomas Wayne, you know, clenching his fist and actually trying to swing. Um, that was probably the most offensive, offensive he's <laughs> been in defending his family. But he's always been shown as jumping in front of Martha and Bruce and trying to. So he has always been very protective of the family in that in that mode. But yeah, you're right. Like in terms of actually being proactive in defending himself, um, this is probably the most he's done that. And it was interesting to see that Bruce Wayne's parents are actually from The Walking Dead. Yeah, that was neat. You had <laughs> you had Negan and uh, oh god. Oh, don't even ask me. I know. I'm terrible. With, <laughs> I don't the, even. Yeah, I. Oh, the I can always tell show. you what an what actor and actress has been in. I can tell you if as soon as I see someone, I can tell you exactly what else they've been in. She's but I can, cannot name a single actor or actress like by name. Yeah, mm-hmm. I could, I couldn't even tell you her character right now, which is it, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, so back to the beginning. Um, it's showing young Bruce. It's the funeral of the parents, and he runs off and falls down into the Batcave. Uh, I just thought it was handled better in Batman Begins than this version um, because it, as he's there and he's lying after, you know, this big fall, he sees the bats, they, they fly at him. And this is what I remember from the first time we saw it in the theaters where I just looked at Bailey and I, I just made a sad face <laughs> because I just – it was so dumb. Um, it shows him being flown up the hole towards the light by the bats. Now, it turns out it was a dream. But I still think it, it was dumb. I don't know. Even so, what do you think about that opening? I don't know. I remember at the movie theater the first time we saw it, I was like, "Is this how this movie's gonna go? <laughs> this is not good." I know. So I all right. So but second time around, I didn't mind it as much. I didn't mind it. All right. So I'm gonna take a quick quick pause because uh, I want to throw it that the very first time I watched, it, and I think I even mentioned it on one of the earlier episodes. I didn't like this movie. Because you had read everything online that said this movie was going to be bad, so you went into it thinking it was going to be bad. It's true. And then we watched it, and I said to you, after the movie, I said, that wasn't that bad. If you just watch it for entertainment and as like a movie to go see, it's not terrible. People just have a way that they want things done, especially Mm -hmm. with like a character, you know, of Batman and Superman. Yeah. But that you went into it not thinking it was, you thought it was going to be bad. Right. So, you, so I had lowered expectations, yes. but normally that pans out, but you're right. I think I was just skewed. Super negative, man. Yeah, I was. I was bad butt hurt. <laughs> um, so this time around, uh, you're going to hear a lot more positivity out of me, which is good, which is a good thing. Um, but anyway, still, the opening, I wasn't crazy about it. It may have been lifted from a comic book. I know Zack Snyder loves doing that, but... That was a poor choice in in my decision. It again turned out to be a dream, but whatever. So, um, you want to cover the things that we were fans of first, oh, or my not a fan? I want to start with the first thing oh, that so, I am a fan of, and this is and this is we're gonna have the same bullet point on this one. The best, well, one of the best parts of this movie that I instantly changed my opinion. Like when I saw him getting lifted out of the you know thing, right. I was like, oh, this is gonna be terrible. Till the next scene where it's. Bruce Wayne watching the destruction of Metropolis that happened when Superman and General Zod got into their big final battle, which destroyed Metropolis. Because it's filmed in such a way that is awesome. Like, it, you can you get a completely different, like, 
perspective view of what's happening. And it sets up Batman as being such a badass. Like everybody's running away and he's just angry. He's just so angry and he's like running towards this horrible alien thing that's going on when he's like a human. Like what is he going to do? He's driving towards the danger. Mm -hmm. Not in his Batmobile. He's in a like four like a piece suit. Yeah. <laughs> suit. Like, I love it. That was when I was like, okay, I'm um, officially in love with Ben Affleck. Yeah. So as we as we know, yeah, at the end of Man of Steel, um, the big battle, you know, really just destroyed t- big chunks of Metropolis, and it was so cool how it was shot with, you know, Superman and Zod crashing into buildings overhead, the Kryptonian ships crashing into buildings, and all seeing it from the ground level that was really really awesome um so yeah huge fan of that opening sequence huge fan and you just see how personal it was for bat well for bruce wayne mm-hmm. what had happened because his building his wayne enterprise building was in metropolis yep. his, his people were killed or injured and that last part where he's just looking up at the sky you can just tell it's like he's <laughs> really really angry so, babe, can I give you a hot take real quick? Sure. After watching this, again, we're fresh off of watching this movie. I might go out on a limb and say that Ben Affleck is my favorite, <laughs> wait for it, Bruce Wayne of all of them. Yeah, well. He's, he's- my favorite. Like, think about that. I'm not talking about versions of Batman. I'm talking about the Bruce Wayne half. You have Michael Keaton, who really just played him see Bruce the Ben the Michael Keaton he's near and dear to my heart but his Bruce Wayne and Batman were the same person I'm Batman it was the same person um Val Kilmer was that was an afterthought George Clooney he was an afterthought as Bruce Wayne um then you have what jump all the way to Christian Bale and he was slimy he wasn't yeah he didn't like him as Bruce Wayne as Bruce Wayne he wasn't he didn't embody what you would envision. Obviously, the very best is the animated series Bruce Wayne, where he has a little high little voice, and then he has the Batman, you know, Kevin Conroy voice. I'll, I'll tell you what makes this Bruce Wayne better. Okay. Better than Christian Bale, at least. Yes. As Bruce Wayne. Is because this is an... You have to remember that this is an older Bruce Wayne. Right. He's not in this playboy. Like, he's more like, yes, he's still sleeping with random women. Yeah, which is... Which is but it's not even subtle like... Things subtle in things the in the movie, but... Like, he's not... He's not so over the top with, like, I'm so rich. He's more of, like, an entrepreneur. Like, a like he comes off more together, yeah. I guess. Like, he's been... He's literally been doing the two-life thing for years, right? Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, it's just he's now he just exists altogether as one, and yeah. it, I don't know. It was I really, really, really enjoyed all the Bruce Wayne scenes, and there were a lot because, again, going into another bullet point that I had, Bruce Wayne being a detective was so fantastic. I, I don't know if a movie has. Oh man! All right, so without making being super hyperbolic about it, um, I. It was one of the better versions of Bruce Wayne being a detective in in, in, the, in the movies that I can think of at this very moment. Okay. Right? Fair enough. I mean, again, I can always go... Bef- 
They're opinions, people. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm a little biased because okay. I just keep just picturing him, and I'm just like, yes, he's the best. He's he's like grisly and handsome. I know. Yeah, I, I'm gonna say yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, like really, like he's probably, and I've never been like a big Ben Affleck. Like, ooh, no. he's good looking, but this made him very, he's very certainly... attractive to me. He's certainly got Sorry, this got a little bit yeah, off track. Sorry. Take, take a, Sorry. Weird Clearly, here. you can see the kind of relationship my husband and I have, but he's okay <laughs> with me saying that. Yeah. Um, speaking of his look, again, one of my bullet points from that opening scene is the look that Bruce gives to Superman. While, so he's he had just saved a young girl That's from what a, I just said. What? The last look. He's oh, so that last angry. look. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, God. It was such a... It was it was great, yeah. So, so look at this. We were both taking notes at the same time, not talking through it. So this is neat. I, I did talk though during. Well, I mean, you did your Bailey talk commentary, <laughs> but um, all right. So you want to keep going through fan of or I, bounce back and forth? I'm just gonna bounce back and forth. My next thing, not a yeah. fan of, and I'm just gonna make this very broad. Sure. Because I started taking notes of all the different things that I was not a fan of involving this. Yeah. And it just became like. I, I think it's gonna be the same one because I cannot stand Lois Lane in yep. this movie, and I can't stand her relationship with Superman, it's, or Clark Kent, or whatever it is. I can't stand their any scene where they're together or where she's in. Yeah. It, and it's yeah. something personal too. Who is it? Amy Adams. Amy Adams. Yeah. I think Amy Adams is a great actress. I just don't like this version, this version of, Lois of Lois Lane. This version of Lois Lane is garbage. It is. And I thought that in the Superman movie, too. What was that one? The one Man that of came, Steel. Man of Steel. I didn't yeah. like her in that either. Well, because Lois Lane is supposed to be... Um, sassy. Sassy, sharp-tongued, quick-witted, uh, and holds her own. Like, she's an incredibly strong, independent but, woman. And you but, don't really get that feel about her. But there's another side of that. And I'm, this sounds terrible. Like, she's that way, and she's very independent and very straight to the point and put, like, you know. But in a likable way? In a, exactly. Like, yeah. she's, she, there's something about the Lois Lane character that draws people to her, like, where they're interested in her and want to know more about her. And But this doesn't have that. She's In this movie and in Man of Steel, she's just abrasive and kind of just mean to people for no reason. Yeah, agreed. Um, I, I put that down too as not a fan of her whole entire subplot. Um, so when we first see her in this movie, she's going to Africa, mm-hmm. right, yes. to um, interview a general who's considered a terrorist, and we meet Jimmy Olsen, who is a major player in the Superman <laughs> I universe. Believe that. And I think I missed it when we saw it in the theaters because it was so such a throwaway line. Um, so he's dead. Which is dumb. He, we he's meet also him. a CIA agent. Yeah, we meet him, and then, like, not even two minutes later, he's dead. Right. Uh, so, anyway, that was super lame. But, yeah, um, another piece Bailey already mentioned. <laughs> Can I just say, in my notes, it says, Jimmy Olsen shot, question mark, what, question mark? That's what I wrote. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Um, so, when she's there, uh, basically the entire movie is Lex Luthor trying to set up Superman as this villain, this um, this murderer, and he's trying to poke um, Bruce Wayne or poke the Batman in, into seeing this and manipulate both guys so that you know Batman would hate Superman so much to kill him, and yada yada. So in this scene, um, Lex's private military ends up killing all these guys. He puts Lois in danger, which he knows Superman will 
you know, arrive and save the day, which he does, but then it looks, they make it look like Superman killed all those, you know, villagers. Um, in that firefight, Lois's notebook gets shot, and she ends up back in Metropolis digging out this bullet. And guess what? She thinks it's weird. I put, oh yeah, Lois, you know that that was a weird bullet? <laughs> And that becomes this big hunt for her. Um, meanwhile, she showed it to Perry Olsen, who is played by Lawrence Fishburne, who's, a, who's so good in that role in this yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he even called her out. Yeah, most. It's a bullet. <laughs> like, I don't understand. <laughs> um, I'm going to crush the rest of my Lois Lane hatred. Uh, she's sitting there in the bathtub, and Clark comes in like, oh, I was going to surprise you with dinner with his big dumb face. Uh, you liked him so much. I did. Before. At one point, I did like him a lot. Uh, so she's in the tub. Anyway, it goes from, you know, don't be sad, Clark, that all these people are saying bad things about you, to him getting in the tub. And all I could think of as they flooded their bathroom floor. Now, as a homeowner and as someone who used to rent in an apartment, I was just like, ah, what are you doing to your bathroom? This is so bad. And then if because it's an apartment building... All those people underneath would be so mad. Yeah. They would be so mad that they'd have all the leaks. That's all I kept thinking. <laughs> well, that seems to be a theme in the lowest Superman relationship is that they don't, they just they give don't zero. care. They yeah. don't care about what anybody they else. They zero poops about anybody else. They really, they just are like, oh, I'm sorry that your, you know, your whole apartment got flooded. We just wanted to take a bath together. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Deal with it. Oh, so actually it's really funny because um, a majority of those bullet points were about... Lois and my uh And this continues throughout the entire movie. I said to Jimmy during the movie, I said, it reminds me of Kim Kardashian and Kanye West. Like <laughs> Kim's always gonna defend Kanye no matter what he does and doesn't right. want to see it from any other perspective. Yep. Doesn't want to and that's how Lois Lane is about Superman. It's like right. she doesn't want to see that maybe like maybe people have a little bit of a point to be scared of him, but Yeah. I well, so this I'm I'm gonna jump back to one of my um things I was a fan of. I loved the debate on Superman, anything, again, not involving Lois Lane. Because that was really neat. The way it was done, they brought in a lot of real-world um, TV personalities to have little snippets of audio. Neil Tyson DeGrasse, <laughs> yeah. he was in it. It was, like, really cool. I loved how they were debating the merit of this overly-powered person, godlike man now in our world. And it's funny because, obviously, it's never going to happen, but... Maybe in 50 years, maybe in 100 years, the technology will – now I'm going super far out with this. But let's just say that this could be a conversation that our future generations will have about the merits of technology, exoskeletons. Uh, I don't know. Where maybe steroids will get to that point. But who knows? Maybe not flying around like an alien, but are you? Are, am I losing you, babe, on this one? <laughs> I'm kind of way out there. Yeah, she's giving me the, uh... Yeah. I'm just saying, it was very well done how they handled the debate about it. It was, it made it made it you real. think, as the viewer, like, right. which side would I be on? Yeah, and which, again, that was probably one of the better pieces handled in the movie, which, again, reminded me of the Captain America Iron Man debate in, um, Civil War. But, uh, anyway, so I love that. Any, uh... Okay. When I originally saw this movie, this yeah. would have been under the not a fan. Yes. And you flipped it? I 
kind of flipped it. Okay. I'm more open to it, which made me like it more. Okay. Lex Luthor. Yeah. I really was, because, you know, I'm a purist, Mm -hmm. so I needed him to be bald. And he was not. Right. He was a crazy hipster looking kid with that, like, inherited his... He was a hipster doofus. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But going into it again, I was a little bit more open Mm -hmm. to his character. And I enjoyed him. I enjoyed this, this, yeah, and and you know, different kind of portrayal. And when you you know he's a bad guy because he's trying to manipulate everybody, but what he's doing is he sees Superman as a threat to humanity, and the points he were making weren't off. I mean, like this is a guy that yeah he's helping us now, but he could kill all of us, and we don't have anything to stop him. So what? Yeah, he started off that way, but I think towards the end he just kind of like lost. No, his he mind. lost his mind at the end. Of course, yeah. I'm saying early at the beginning. Um, he kept bringing it back to gods. Yes, gods and man. And that's when and he started losing story. people. Yeah, but I one of my favorite scenes of him is at his party. Is at his party for like the the library. Yeah, or whatever that. And that's Superman. where we see Bruce Wayne and Clark Kent meet. Yes, um, he's up there like giving a horrible speech and it starts off just kind of like wacky and then he gets angry and wacky and then it just and he loses his train of thought it loses his train of thought and then it just ends and it's just like the reaction of like the people in the crowd they're just like you know a little confused you know puzzled looked on their face like is this guy all right Slow clap yeah he wasn't the he and you know that my like one of my favorite Lex Luthers are the ones from the um, cartoon. Cartoon, yeah. So that like deeper vo- that voice mm-hmm. that's like so to see him this way at first was like ugh they ruined it but it's a different way of looking at the character right it it worked I, I it ended up working more for me this time around too I I agree with you um, speaking of that scene I believe that's the first time we saw one of my I put this in all caps. The first time we see this character, Wonder Woman. Yes. Oh my. You want to just spend some t- a couple minutes talking about her? I could spend a lifetime talking about her. <laughs> and just the way I am about um, Ben Affleck is the way I am about the actress. What's, how do you pronounce her name? Gail. How? It's Gail. Gad. Yeah. Gad. <laughs> it's probably like Godot or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Um, she's absolutely stunning. Yes, she's in very In this pretty. movie. Mm-hmm. First off. You love her outfits. I remember that. Uh, yeah, the, I wrote that. Um, so awesome. And she's like everything you, well, that I would like her to be is just independent and strong. Powerful and mysterious. Powerful and mysterious. Not going to take it from anyone. Yeah. And then, but still has that like seductive way about her yeah which isn't really in in most you know no the she, way she maintains so what's interesting is um so right before we started recording bailey did a quick wonder woman history from the mm-hmm. comics yes and she had she was like oh man there's like a ton of different versions of her where there's not really one definitive one truly definitive origin story or version of her but anyway so she's been all over the place i i mean i always love when she's like the big strong amazonian but i really like that they blended that element to her you know that she's really strong and powerful with like a 
I was going to say sensuality. Yeah, which I would assume, like, coming from the mascara. Yeah. And having that... Um, I but guess, that wasn't her default. Like, it, like I said, it's it a very Greek? good blend of. Is it Greek guys? Yes. Yes. Zeus is Greek. Right. That that side of it, you know yeah. that. So it's cool that mysterious. she wasn't. Um, China for the, those of you that know that old WWE. Rest in peace, Joni Lawler. Like that. That would have been a version, I guess, in some world. Of, like the really muscular, yeah, strong. yeah, six two, six four version. Um. Which people, I think, were originally, when she got cast, like, this actress was yeah. cast, they were originally like, well, she doesn't look like she'd be strong enough. But I didn't get that from her at all this entire time. Like, I, it was totally believable to me. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah, she was really, really great. She was honestly, and I know that that was also um, some praise of the movie before, you know, like, when it first came out. But it maintained. She's legit. I am super pumped for her movie. Oh, yeah. And the thing is, I when I when I picture Wonder Woman, I never picture her with an accent. And I was kind of like, when I first heard that she was going to play it, I'm like, oh, she has the accent. How is mm-hmm. that going to? It works so well. It really does. Like, because yeah. she should. Right. Totally makes sense. She's she should. She's right. not from you know she's New not York. From New York. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like she she should have that. You know. Yeah. And that's yeah. She's she's great. Um. When she finally, because, I mean, really, you you don't get to see her until the final 15 minutes, 20 minutes, like, in, in full-blown, you know, Wonder Woman costume. Um, but, again, that was another big thing I put down was when the Holy Trinity of DC fought Doomsday. That was great. That was, like, the, their interactions were great. The fighting, them bouncing off of each other. Um, I loved, again, now we're fast-forwarding, but... I loved how Batman had to hide. <laughs> right? You yeah. even said that at one point. They're like, oh, look at Wonder Woman and Superman just taking it. <laughs> and Batman has to hide behind anything that would protect him. <laughs> yeah. I made the, the comment that Batman just, like, doesn't seem to realize that. He's he doesn't seem head. to accept that yeah. he can't. I mean, he can hang. But physically, he doesn't have the same abilities as a lot of the people he will eventually be hanging out with a lot. But he just, he doesn't. Seem to phase him. Yeah. He just, you know, goes with it. So, we did we skip all the way to the end? We <laughs> did, but so I'm going to rewind for a minute. Um, okay. There's a couple of things I want to address now. Then these were some major criticisms in the, the comic book world. Um, so, the murderous Batman. I would like to take yeah, a minute was, to talk about that. That was next second. on my list, too. Excellent. Um, I think the biggest scene was the Batmobile chase scene, which first of all, I love that. I was such a fan. I mean, like it was so well done. I love that Batmobile because it's a perfect hybrid of the Tumbler from Batman Begins, which was a straight up tank. And then the, any classic version of like a sleeker Batmobile. So I really enjoyed that. Um, I think that's where his body count starts to build up <laughs> in that chase because, you know, at one point he, hooks a car and he's literally dragging it with the guys in it and flips it over onto another car. I think he uses his turret machine gun to blow up. Like just people were getting laid to waste, right? Okay. Finish your thought. No, no. So, so I'm just saying I, but I love that scene. That scene was fantastic. Now, do you want to start on your thoughts on murderous Batman? I will give you my thoughts on murderous Batman as somebody who's fairly, I guess, new to this 
I've been watching, you know, Batman since I was little. Right. I think it's all fine as long as Batman never picks up a gun and shoots somebody. Fair. Like, okay. straight up shoots somebody. <laughs> really? Yeah. I, I think that in almost every, you know, Batman I've seen, you kind of think, like, man, that guy just died. Batman, you say you don't kill anybody. That guy definitely did not survive that. Yeah. Even in like some of the cartoon stuff, right. like people would fall off buildings and stuff. And you're like, okay, Batman doesn't kill people, but he's he not doesn't exactly re- saving them. <laughs> and he doesn't really have much, you know, he doesn't really care about their lives so much. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if they die because he did something or he blew up something next to them, that's still killing them. <laughs> but he doesn't actually. Right. Shoot people with a gun. He's not like one of his weapons is a gun. Well. That's what makes him not a killer, I guess, in the eyes of the comic book thing. Yeah. Now, in the movies, I mean, in the Michael Keaton one, going back to, you know, 89, Batman kills the Joker. Sorry, spoiler. (laughs) (laughs) But he straight up kills him at the end of that movie. Um, There was an attempt to save him, kind of, but whatever. He, He fell. Um, I'm almost positive there were, again, some of these quote-unquote accidental deaths in the Batman Begins Nolan trilogy. Almost positive. It's going to happen when you're working with that much heavy artillery that somebody (laughs) is going to get caught in the crossfire. Yep. And if you're just shooting at, you know, oil tanks, things are going to blow up. Somebody's going to lose an arm, lose a (laughs) limb, and then maybe they'll die. Yeah. He doesn't care. Now, in my defense, so I remember... Hearing all of this um, anger about how, how how many guys Batman whacked in this movie, um, I'm gonna. I thought about it this way: we know that we're dealing with a 20 year veteran as butt kicker Batman, right? He's been doing it for 20 years. He's like in his mid 40s. He's been to the abyss and back. <laughs> so the way I kind of rationalized it, just as a fan was that he even says at one point to Alfred, um, criminals are weeds. They're going to keep popping up. Again, I'm not saying that this would be the best way of handling it, but I'm just saying I can understand if he decided to permanently take out some of these weeds, right? I, I guess I guess that's uh, that's the way I I would see it is that he's now at a point where he just he's over it and so to go on that thought that you have that that's why he is being a little bit more reckless with people's lives yeah is the dream slash the flash coming spoiler yeah <laughs> well, so the night they call it the nightmare Batman. Where he's with the parademons, and it's like a wasteland apocalypse, post-apocalypse style. A steampunk Batman, as yeah. I like to think oh, of it. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> um, in that version, it's, I would assume, in the future, of some future, some, um, you know, timeline in the future. Mm-hmm. He's got a machine gun, and he's just shooting people. Oh, yeah. But- so, I mean, if you're thinking that it's just... His he's progressing a little bit more with his uh, yeah. Now when he was straight up using guns to kill, those, but that's like, what I'm saying. If you're thinking of the way you're thinking of it, like maybe at first when he first was young, Batman he didn't kill anybody. Then he's like, okay, has he's not actually 
going out of his way to kill people, but if they die, it's not really he's he's not really concerned about it. To now, you have a new future Batman that just has machine guns and is killing people. Yeah, and I oh man, so you're right. I, the the I think what happens is with fandom is we embrace we really love the early Batman or the early years Batman. Um, I think our friend Mike always says how like it's he's perennially thirty years old. And he's, you know, just been doing it for a few years. And that's always the, the, the Batman people think of. And yes, he's an idealist. But I, I think that you have to look at it like like how people, their ideals will change and bend depending on how life and experiences change you. Um, <clears throat> right? I mean, that's... Yeah. And as a fictional character, <laughs> Again, yeah, this fiction. makes sense. Yeah. Um, you know, and yeah, I think that he's just, he's evolved a little bit, not in the best of ways, mm-hmm. but I think it's taken its toll on him where he's just kind of had it with people who aren't going to follow the law. Yeah. And I was going to also throw out too, again, with the whole life experience thing, we already know that something happened to a Robin. We don't know which Robin. We assume it's the Jason Todd Robin that was beat to death by the Joker. But it's not out of the realm for this movie version of Batman to have snapped a little bit post something traumatic like that. What I noticed and that I wrote down is it from in this movie, it seemed like it took him more effort to be Bruce Wayne, to become Bruce Wayne when he had to go to that um, that charity yeah, yeah. Than it was for him to be Batman. Because they show a scene of him getting ready, and he just looks ex- like, it's just, he doesn't want to really be Bruce Wayne so much. He's, like, totally immersed in the Batman side of it, which that's, like, an easier fit for him at this point. Sure. Well, that's always been the case, where you have Superman, but really he's Clark Kent, and he becomes Superman. But with Bruce, it's always been Batman is who he is, and Bruce is the mask, mm-hmm. which is always a neat thing. Which is also why, in this movie, um, when Superman dies at the end, he does fight Doomsday. Again, we're kind of jumping all over, but you've seen the movie, so, you, you know, just bear with us. Um, when Superman dies, the funeral is for Clark. There is a There is a Superman funeral but you have to assume that that's the empty casket um because actually clark kent they should like that was the big end of the movie the extended ending was clark, you know like his body's in the house in the kent house it's the kent funeral you know his body's there that because that's who he was he's clark kent which i always also you know i always like that dichotomy between the two characters next thing on my list of yeah. things i'm a fan of do it. Alfred. Alfred. Jeremy Irons, man. He was so good. I never thought that I would like an Alfred more than Michael Caine <laughs> because I love Michael Caine. Michael Caine, so good. But he did a really great job as being kind of like not so much an annoying like parental figure as more of somebody who's just kind of got his back. Yeah, he was kind of a hip alfred um he's probably he must be in his 
late fifties, early sixties. If you, if you're trying to like do the numbers age wise. Um, and he was so cool. Just, he wants, he wants Bruce to find happiness and to settle down with a, you know, with a woman and, um, he just like you could tell that there's like a genuine love, but like it's like a bromance between. It really is a bromance between the two. Mm-hmm. Like I love at one point, um, I forget it was near that you know after um, the epic Superman Batman fight where um, the bat plane I think was waiting for him, and then he's just like Alfred, I just you you did it again. I don't know what I do without you. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's just so great, and oh man, Alfred just and like he would you know really stick it to him and, and argue with him. He wouldn't just, which he never, you know, he's always been that guy, but coming from Jeremy Irons, I thought was, was really neat. He was fantastic. Oh, another thing that this is just a, a minor thing. Okay. But cause obviously you can tell it like Batman more than I like Superman. And oh. that's always been the case, but Gotham city's reputation is kind of awesome. Like, not in a good way. Like, you obviously, you, w- you would want to live in Metropolis. You would not want to live in Gotham City. But there's some, there's a sense of, like, a Gotham City pride. Like, yeah, yeah we're really tough here. Mm-hmm. Don't, you know, did you get that sense? Oh, absolutely. And so I loved, that's what I loved about their uh, initial meeting at the um, the Lex party. It's just like, I, don't, I guess it's just the Gotham City in me. Like, yeah. you just know that that's, like, a prevailing feeling. For everybody in that town. Or, like, the big football game where they're like, oh, Gotham City. (laughs) You know how they are after the game. Yep. Um, Which was also neat because, by the way, that was one of the added scenes. Oh. It was was a couple cops watching. uh, I didn't remember it from the first time, but that's not unusual. Uh, I'm telling you right now. I'm going to just remind everybody. If you're going to watch this, like, if you're listening and you actually haven't seen the movie yet, or even if you watch the theatrical version weren't in love with it definitely go back and watch this ultimate edition because i thought it is a longer movie but if you're watching it at home like we pause it a couple times to you know get drinks or like well green tea um and whatnot but like you're able to pause you you're comfortable and you're you're in your house it's okay that it's a little bit longer but it helps the story out so much it really fills in a lot of the blanks agreed um, another part of this movie, I yeah. sound, I sound like I'm a fan of a lot of things because everything that was I was not a fan of was like mopey Superman, yeah, and then Lois Lane and Superman. That's all basically the only things I didn't like about the movie. But um, do you know I have one negative Batman knock, and it was just the first time we saw him in the movie. Um. <gasps> Can he I, was. Oh, can I say it? Sure. Because it's on my list, and I didn't. No, you can say it. I've been stealing no, okay. everything from you. Well, so I've been the, doing so probably co- more talking this episode than you. The two cops that were that were watching the um, college football game between Gotham and Metropolis, uh, they have to respond to a call, and there's um, a bunch of women that were like jailed in the basement of this house, and but they were freed by I think they were calling him the Demon, and it was Batman, and when they go up. They see a guy chained to a furnace or radiator, and he's branded with the Batman symbol. And then he looks up, and there he is. And that part was cool, but then what does he do, babe? He's crawling on the ceiling. Like, he scurries along the like, ceiling, and it was weird. It like, wasn't... 
It reminded me of like The Exorcist or like something like that, yeah. like a horror movie with like. It was weird because the guy's the ring or something blasting off shotgun shells at him, and he yeah, it was He's like, more of a Spider Man-y move. Yeah, and he no, he reminded me of like a little lizard. Yeah, like, yeah. like he would move a little and then stop and look and then move a little again and scurry away. But that was, was my like, only knock on it, like because everything else about him in terms of his fighting style and just how he carried himself were were really good. Um, but that it was just and again, this is what a three second scene, but that stuck out as just a weird. And because it was right in the beginning, that was another thing that when you start watching it, you're like, oh, it's going to be like this. Yeah. I don't want to see my Batman like this. So I'm going to ask you a question, sweetheart. Sure. I mentioned the bat, the bat branding. So mm-hmm. what Batman was doing as he would go and track, he was tracking the white Portuguese. Um, he was telling Alfred it was because there was a dirty bomb coming into the city and he was trying to track it and he didn't know who the white Portuguese was. So as he was going around doing his Batman, you know, um, interrogations, answer me, um, he would brand these guys and then they would end up getting picked up by the cops and arrested and then they were being killed in prison. So were they being killed because they were, people were viewing them as informants or spilling, spilling facts to him or he just wanted people to think that? I don't know. Because I originally mm-hmm. thought it was because he, you know, he, the people were getting killed because they believed that they were, you know, rats. Yeah. Because he's torturing them and branding them as right. criminal. But it really doesn't make much sense. So why are all these people going to prison and being murdered by the inmates? Yeah. And then, like, Clark Kent, he was, he was, he kept arguing with Perry about doing an expose on this, you know, Gotham City Batman and how he's judge, jury, and executioner. But I still am unsure as to why. Like, why would the inmates care? Yeah. Like, why would the people in prison I want these people dead? don't get that. And also, too, which I don't even remember if this was in the original one. Because it might have been part of the extended scene. No, it might have been. Um, where Lex, at the end... Like, where Batman's threatening him yeah. to brand him because then he would go to j- prison and, and be- die. And die. Yeah. But why? Yeah. Because, will they think Lex is a ra- Like, I don't, I don't I'm, get I'm it. I'm very unsure about that. We'll have that. to look it up afterwards. Somebody probably understands it, but we don't. Yeah. Because um, otherwise, I thought the branding part was pretty cool. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> I thought that's like a neat... It's a vicious Batman. That's this is a super vicious Batman. Pretty brutal. I mean, he was breaking bones all over the place. And for any of you that have ever played one of the Batman Arkham games, that's what he that, like. When you're fighting people, that's what he's doing. Is he's finishing guys off? It's breaking bones and legs and arms, and it's nasty, but it's awesome. Um, all right, I, I'm going to knock out the rest of my not a fans. Okay. Um, again, I had my sad Superman. Oh, so Superman. Uh, again, that the whole debate, which was great was led by, there were, like, Senate hearings about his place in the world and call, a call for him to respond to our U.S. government and blah, blah, blah. So, again, with Lex's master manipulation, he makes one of the victims of the Metropolis fight um, come out and talk, and it turns out he's his packed with Wally. A, Wally, and he's <laughs> packed with a bomb, and he blows up a piece of the Capitol building. Superman was there. 
tries to make it look like either that it was him or that, again, he was a cause. They did figure out it was this guy, Wally. But anyway, sad Superman just disappears. So that means Clark Kent is just gone. Um, he ends up going on a hike in the mountains. And oh, this is when I was just mopey Superman. Mopey Superman. And he gets to the top of this mountain in some country, and he sees a vision of his father, and his dad's talking to him. And I love Kevin Costner. Like, he's he's one of my, like, he's in my top ten of, like, just all time. I love so many of his movies. But I didn't need him in it again. I'm kind of over characters having these hallucination-type visions. What do you think about it? It was just more mopey Superman. Yeah. Superman feeling sorry for himself. And and obviously he's upset. Like, I wrote down, <laughs> Superman just trying to do the right thing, but people getting, no, but people are being jerks about it. That's what I wrote. <laughs> because he's just trying to help. He's, like, saving all these people, and people are hating on him. And he knew that this wasn't going to look good for him, but I think that he was more upset because... He I he witnessed it and he didn't know like he didn't know it was gonna happen and he feels very guilty about it, but and I guess that's makes sense. He is he was raised as a person, a human. Yeah, you know, has the same kind of emotions and guilt, and he cares, and he was very upset. But I don't want to see Mopey Superman. And I feel like that's what Man of Steel was. Mm-hmm. I feel like this what that's what he was this whole movie. There was no like confidence about him. Yeah. He was just kind of sad all the time. Which Speaking is the character because it's very hard to be Superman. Right. You right. can't do anything right. That's true. That's true because when you when you have that kind of power. Um this is speaking of that confidence, this is kind of interesting. So, I'm going to go back to my the fan Something I was a big fan of. I really loved the fight between Batman and Superman. I thought that fight was really well done um, because we were watching the Blu-ray and we were home. I thought I actually got to see everything a lot more clearly than we did when we were in the theater. Uh, I thought everything was executed wonderfully. I think it was so great that Superman's entire confidence is that he believes he can just take and you know, it doesn't matter. He's just super strong. And he does, he's not going to get hurt by anything. And I love how Batman was able to just kept knocking him down a peg with those, like, um, kryptonite gas pellets. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was so great. I, I loved, it, like, when he first gets hit with it and Superman cocks back to finally unload a big punch and Batman blocks it. Now, again, Batman is the better fighter. So it Superman never really had to learn judo or kung fu. <laughs> He's just really strong, and he can just, you know, push things down, and they go flying. So I thought that that was really neat, and it was another nice... You could just see his confidence, like, dropping throughout that entire, you know, at those poison sequences when mm-hmm. he was weakened. And you could see, like, when, when he would be weakened, like, you know, Batman would, like, smirk, and, yeah. like, he was getting a kick out of it. And then when... um he, like, his strength restores and Batman's punching Superman in the face. And then, finally, his jaw is back to being normal. Right. And then you see Batman, like, back up with his hand up, like, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, you know, that was cool. I mean, in, in that fight, Superman did have a great line, like, you'd be dead if I, you know, if, you'd be dead already if I wanted it. Like, I mean, it's... That's actually that's, in the... Oh, that's the beginning of the fight, right? Yeah, yeah. It's... 
it was really well done, really well handled. That was up there with one of my favorite scenes, obviously. Um, all right. The not a fan, unless you're going to. I was going to say something out. I was. Oh, you're still doing your not a fans? The last one. Okay. And I'll just, I'll give my, my little piece after. It's not a not a fan thing. Oh, okay. So my final not a fan was um, the addition of Doomsday. I understand why Zack Snyder wanted to give a reason for the three of them to get together. But I feel like that was a wasted opportunity because right before we recorded, so we did a, you know some quick research. Bailey um, did her Wonder Woman stuff, and then I gave her the backstory of Doomsday. And the, the actual comic book Doomsday and the whole Death of Superman storyline was really awesome. And I have fond memories of being a kid reading those stories. I mean, I was sad. I remember I actually did a current event in fifth grade on the death of Superman because I was heartbroken. <laughs> but um, that whole, like, so this character could have been handled a lot better. Um, in the comics, Doomsday, like, runs through the Justice League um, until Superman finally steps up and they have this enormous battle. But with this, it just kind of felt crammed and rushed, and a waste, ultimately. And his character design was kind of goofy. Um, he was weird, right, babe? I mean, I think we were talking even just the look, you know, just look-wise, things were lacking, and it was yeah. just weird. <laughs> I didn't, yeah, I didn't, I didn't like this part either, because I knew of Doomsday before this movie, and I knew he was a really big deal. Yeah. And... I feel like if you're just going to – you're using this whole movie that to really be about Batman versus Superman. Yeah. So don't use such a huge villain character, some, this monster that has like – basically is one of the biggest – and just throw them in at the end. Yeah. And then have them defeat this monster in like a half hour. Right. Now that being said, since he's there and he's a part of the movie – um, the actual fight when all three of them are together, I mentioned it before, was really great. And I, I, once again, favorite part was how amazing Wonder Woman was in that fight. Can I, I that's what, this is my fan part. Sweet. Can Do I, it. can I, okay. I, this is why I love Wonder Woman so much. And this is the sense that I've gotten from her from, you know, other things too, is that she was in, what was it? Metropolis or Gotham City? Metropolis, right? Yes. Yeah. To steal back a photo. Okay, she just happened to be in town because she had to get something back that she wanted. A photo of her from, like, 1918. Yep. Which is great. And she just runs into Batman, basically. Kind of figures him out pretty quick, I'm assuming, that Mm -hmm. she realizes that it's him. Or, you know, that there's something up. But (laughs) she's seeing everything that's going on, the lights are flickering and stuff, and she's just still packing her bags. Like, I'm out of here, right? Yeah. She's just like, all right. This- There's this big energy going on around this, the spaceship, the crash spaceship that's still in Metropolis, and that's where Lex is creating Doomsday. And, and there's, there's all big energy surges, and it's on the news. It's on the she news. she still goes to the airport, still gets yeah. ready to leave. Yeah, she's like, she's doing her, She's nothing's really stopping her from, she's not running away because of all of this happening. She's just... A regular person, you know, person just like, okay, like, that's on the news. Just total confidence about it. 
then you can see when she's like on the plane she's like debating she's like and you can see her almost rolling her eyes like oh god i guess i have to god i guess i have to step in yep. like you can see that she's really like do i to just leave I, <laughs> and bailey was really funny too because she's like uh where's her sword and shield are they in are they, are they checked are those bags checked are they carry on <laughs> yeah and then she just gets off the plane so that's what I like. And then during her her fighting Doomsday is her, you know, fighting him at first. Like, okay, I'm going to take this guy and don't worry. Don't worry, boys. I got this. Mm-hmm. And then realizing that he's pretty strong and her being like, yes, yes. let's do this. I have a, I have a foe like, like, that's worthy of my time. Yeah, Like, like every time she got knocked down, that, that was my favorite part because it was multiple times in that fight. Whenever she would get knocked down or pushed back, she came back with a smirk. Like, like oh, bro, oh, yeah. Bring it. Okay. <laughs> you, yeah. That was fantastic. And it, it just, that, 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 that's the confidence that I like. That's just kind of, and her comment about, you know, fighting monsters, like this isn't the first time. Right. She really is from a whole different, you know, fighting things that aren't from this planet. Like she, she's done that. Yeah, she was trained as a warrior. I'm super pumped to see what kind of stuff they do bring in from Greek mythology because maybe she's killed a minotaur. We don't know. <laughs> yeah, and but she's the only one. Even like Batman, he's a detective and he can throw a punch. And Superman's just strong. Wonder Woman is a warrior. Yeah, she can fight, and she's strong, and she's tough. And she's and, the best character. And it's so funny because for all the people that get upset about Batman killing people or whatever. No one ever gives Wonder Woman a hard time, and that's her mo. <laughs> Whenever yeah, there's anything in any story, even in, in like the even in the court the Justice League cartoon, that would be her instinct. Well, why don't we just take him out? If we just end him now, he won't be a problem anymore. And they're like, no, 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 Super- <laughs> Wonder Woman, you can't do that. She's we like, don't, don't do understand. that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wonder Woman's the best. And yeah, she's she's great. That's one of my favorites. Woof. So, I re- I don't know if you get the, got the sense. I totally flipped. I was so sad an episode or two ago about my superheroes. This Ultimate Edition really brought me back around. Um, if you hopefully you've seen, and if you haven't, Google um, the Comic Con trailers from this year. There's a Justice League uh, like sneak peek, but it's almost like three minutes long, and the Justice League movie looks so good right now, mm-hmm. right? It looks so good. And we're introduced to Aquaman and the Flash, Cyborg, and yeah. Wonder Woman in this movie. You just get a little... A little taste. little taste. But I think now that the trailer for that movie has come out, that it makes watching this again get you get more excited when you yeah. when you see them. You're like, oh, goodness, this is going to be... This is going to be good. Right. Um... Oh man, yeah. So I have a more optimistic uh, view now of this of what DC is doing, and uh, it turns out in the Ultimate Edition, um, at the very end, Lex Luthor is still in the ship. It's at like the government's coming in to to arrest him, and he's in this like goo. pool of bloodish goo, right? And he has, if you remember from Man of Steel, whenever the ship was like teaching him stuff, it was this kind of like metallic. T-1000 from, you know, a Terminator type thing that would, like, make all the shapes. 
Liquid metal. Liquid metal, thank you. Um, And it turns out he's talking to Steppenwolf, who is one of Darkseid's generals. Get Get your motor running. (laughs) So it does, in fact, appear that Darkseid is going to be the main Justice League villain, which makes total sense because he is a very formidable foe, and I'm going to be interested to see what they do with it. And uh, that means we're going to get to see a lot of parademons get beat up, so I'm okay with that. Cool. Cool, indeed. So, babe, I think we did a lot of talking. I think this is a wrap. I think so, too. Well, thank you, friends, for sticking with us, and... Sorry. We hope you uh, enjoyed this uh, recap of Batman v Superman, the Dawn of Justice. We apologize for bouncing around back and forth a bunch of times. Yeah, but again, if you hopefully, you know, you've seen the movie or have just watched it again and uh, it'll be all fresh in your minds. Overall, this ultimate edition is getting, shockingly, a very positive four out of five bat signals. And honestly, Batfleck is the real deal. Like, people need to embrace the Batfleck. I agree. Yeah. I have. We uh, have a lot more reviews coming sooner than you think. So we may have an extra episode coming either this week or early next week because we've been crushing through a lot of stuff. So until next time, this is Yimbo. And Bailey. And you've just been reviewed. <laughs>